From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 190 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I'm here to talk about the train of quitting that is trailing behind you and the lack of faith you have in yourself to progress through anxiety recovery or to stick with a new habit or plan. I am Brad Robinson. I am a certified CBT coach and master NLP master practitioner. That's a mouthful, but I help people with anxiety. So if you're new to my channel, welcome. I have a YouTube channel all about anxiety recovery, whether it's panic attacks, agoraphobia, you know, unable to leave your safe zone and get out into the unknown or go, go to the shopping mall, right? Um, and having the fear of losing control and feeling trapped outside of your comfort zone. Uh, just overcoming fear. This is a channel about overcoming fear, overcoming your set mindset and pushing yourself out into the domain of the unknown where you can actually be the person you never dreamed was possible. And that's what I'm talking about in this episode. I never thought it was possible for me to get where I am, to stick to something, to stick with the anxiety project, to stick being a coach, to stick with the podcast, because I had a long train of quitting that was behind me. And I had very little faith in myself that I could get somewhere, that I could be successful, that I could overcome anxiety. Now, before we dive into this powerful episode, I want to go over your comments on previous episodes, starting with Oksana. She leaves a great comment on YouTube. She says, my son just started having panic attacks. You helped me, so I am watching your videos with him now. Well, I'm grateful that this has helped you, Oksana. He is so scared to have another panic attack, and he is stuck there being scared. Is there any videos you would recommend that would break that feeling of being scared of a panic attack? Thank you. Well, thank you, Oksana, for leaving that. First of all, panic attacks are scary. That's it. Every time I had a panic attack, I had dozens of them. I was scared. I just released a video about panic attacks and what you need to do step-by-step step during a panic attack. Now, show, keep showing your son these videos because I talk about my experiences, but what you need to do what is required for desensitization in short what you need to do is you need to ride the wave of panic and it's not easy you can use short utterances like if it kills me let it kill me uh this is a challenge 
this is an opportunity to prove my old self wrong, that'll help calm down the amygdala. Also, keep researching. Your son needs to research and watch these videos over and over and over again to understand anxiety, right? It's really important that he understands himself, what's going on internally, that this is normal, that this is a common thing, and that will help, right? But because he's riding the wave of panic, he's doing the work. He's desensitizing himself because he's showing the amygdala that even though all of this craziness is happening, that he won't die, right? He won't die in this situation, that he can survive. But having the tools in his back pocket is going to help him to desensitize himself. So I will leave some comments below and links to other videos. But watch my latest one, uh, a video that I want him to take with him. Whenever panic strikes, you... He whips the video out and watches it, and that will help. Now, Lauren leaves a comment saying, and I really like this comment. This is awesome. Your podcast really broke my existing unfulfilled life into many cracks where I now perceive so much of myself in a new light. That is more than I can ask for, Lauren. Thanks for the comment. Now, this episode is based off a question that came from Sean. He says, you mentioned before that you quit things like sports growing up, and I can relate to that. I feel like I don't give myself a chance, and I quit not too far into the new thing I pick up. How did you stick to your recovery and your business for as long as you have. That That is so great because I don't talk about this enough. The Anxiety Project started well into my recovery. I got to a place that I never dreamed was possible I, because I, I just saw myself as this weak person that could couldn't possibly have any sort of success. And really, how did I define success? Well, at the time, I defined success as, well, getting out of this strong anxiety. My anxiety was 8, 9, 10, level 8, 9, 10. I wanted to bring that down to a level 4. Right. And that was my goal. That's what success meant to me because I was looking up to a mentor, a coach who has helped me. And I saw it within him a new way of being that you can have success and live a very powerful and meaningful life outside of the entrapment of anxiety. Anything you introduce into your already existing routine. You will be met with resistance until it's fully explored, practiced, then it's most likely going to cause much of those thoughts like, let's not do that and do this instead. 
That's the path of least resistance. The mind wants to take the easy route. I was always a quitter. I would quit sports growing up. When things got a little difficult and I felt like a fool, I felt like I wasn't getting the hang of it, I would stop doing the sport. I would give up on schoolwork and ask my parents for help. Looking back, I notice I would lean on my parents whenever school became difficult. But work, schoolwork that was not so difficult became difficult because I, was, I wasn't stretching my potential. I was using my parents as a crutch. And that was a catastrophe. These past four years, I've stuck to my anxiety recovery. I've stuck to my disciplines and the anxiety project. I stuck to it like duck to water. Something I would have never imagined or believed I could do in the past. I had this long trail of quitting behind me. And how I stuck to the anxiety project into my recovery are the small wins I started to have. I started to accumulate small wins like getting up earlier. I used to sleep in till 10, 11. I started to get up at six. Now I get up at 530. It was those small wins. Cleaning the car, doing productive things, organizing parts of my room, minimalizing, minimalizing my whole life. Small wins anchor in positive emotions because you get a reward from its outcome. So challenges like waking up at six, it's a painful thing to do because there are many days when you're going to feel groggy, you're going to feel drained, and you might even hit the snooze button. But when you do get up, even though you don't want to, you tell yourself, wow, I did something that my old self would never have done. No, no one around me is doing what I'm doing. I'm capable of much more than I thought. Those are rewards. And these rewards become anchored. A habit is three things. There's the cue, which is the trigger. There's the behavior. Then there's the reward. Then the brain takes these three things and makes it happen automatically the more you repeat this habit. For me, back in school, when I was assigned an essay to write, I would get anxious. That was the cue for my anxiety. I'm going to fail 
this? How can I possibly do this? Oh, no. I'd get that voice. Oh, no. And then I would ask my parents for help. That would be the behavior. And then they would help me, which would comfort me. And that was the reward. It wasn't so bad because I had this crutch. So when things got tough in sports, I would express my concern to my parents. And my parents would say, well, it's okay, Brad. We'll pull you out of the sport. And I would, I would leave the sport. So there was this connection, this association being made whenever something became tough, whenever I would start to feel that pain, I would express it to my parents. I would communicate that. I would complain and I would get anxious. In my recovery at the beginning, I started to be selfish, the capital S. Selfish meaning focusing on my higher self. So I had to focus on myself and put the people around me, jobs, relationships, on the back burner and look internally. I needed to change who I was because nothing in my life was working out for me. And so having a coach, having a mentor gave me hope to what I could be. Hey, this person, they overcame anxiety. They went through the same thing I went through. That gave me hope. And so what if I did things for myself that a friend who wants the best for you would do? That I could be my own best friend. So that required me to be honest with myself. To look in the mirror and be brutally honest. Man, you're looking tired. You're not all you could be. You're anxious. You're full of fear. You look weak. My mind is weak. I'm pretty stupid. I don't know much. I can't stick to anything. I'm a quitter. My life sucks right now. And I had to really ask myself hard questions like, what am I doing daily that I know I should stop doing? What would my life be like? A year from now, if I don't change my behaviors, if I stay the same, what would it be like if I did change? Anxiety sufferers are so detached from who they are. And when I started to spend quality time with myself and to ask myself these hard questions and to be truthful with myself, I started to connect more with myself. Oh, this is who I am. This is who I don't, do not want to be. And then having a mentor, a role model to, to look up to, hey, I could be this way. This is someone I would like to be. Let's mirror this person. Let's sur- What if I surrounded myself all day, every day with this person around and I was a student of this person 
God, what would happen in my life? I would absorb all of their thinking and behaviors. And I just thought, yeah, I would just become like them the more I hung around them. And so spend that quality time with yourself and dedicate an amount of time to this recovery path. For me, I dedicated three months to to changing. And after the three months, I was like, man, I got in three months with this dedication towards anxiety and and looking up to this mentor. I'm going to go more months because I'm not fully where I want to be. And so I invested my time and my money in a coach and a program to show myself that I was serious. Then I wrote out a contract with myself dedicating the next three months to this recovery journey. What's interesting was after the three months, I noticed how much I've changed because I was determined to surround myself with my mentor and to implement these strategies and techniques for anxiety just to learn about what was happening in my body to make me so wired and sensitive. And after those three months, I was aware of a difference in myself. And that drove me and and pulled me. Something within me was pulling me towards another three months of this constant change. And that led me to where I am now, where I'm constantly pulling on myself to move forward. And I know I noticed that constant change is what's required to live a very meaningful life, to take on the responsibility of, of yourself and the people around you, that things could be better, and to constantly strive for the betterment of yourself and the people around you, your community, and, and for the world. To break out of my loop, I had to break those triggers, those behaviors, and the rewards. Old habits. Some were unbelievably hard to break. I had to attach pain to those behaviors. So, for example, I talk about my porn addiction and overcoming that and rather than feeling the reward of ah this is great after I was done watching it what would happen was I would feel guilt and shame as the reward instead and that moved me further away from the habit because I started to attach pain to doing the habit rather than embracing that reward. Then during my recovery, I told myself to let go of my attachments to fame, money, and attention. That's what I used to care about. The mentors I started to look up to, they live 
a very minimalistic lifestyle. And there was this attraction within me about this way of being, living minimally and disciplined. I suppose that after I chased attention and materialism for so long and never feeling satisfied, I knew that this was not serving me. I'll tell you something else. I was attached strongly to time. It used to serve me in an unhealthy way. I'm too old to change. It'll never come. Letting go of my fear of time allowed me to focus on those micro routines because I was always looking on Instagram, Facebook, people were progressing somewhat in life, people were getting success, people were getting homes, people were having children, getting married, and I felt like I was stuck. But I started to use time in a different way, and I started to perceive time in a different way. And that's partly when I was becoming selfish with a capital S, looking internally and changing my internal behaviors, I started to understand that time could serve me in a very healthy way. If I could dedicate those three months to a strict discipline or to subject myself continuously to these successful people regularly, every day, I could become somebody else. And it's only when you see those rewards where it solidifies those beliefs and start to change those beliefs. So who knows how much you can absorb and change if you just stick to something, you sacrifice the parts of you that aren't working and you surround yourself with others who have the success you don't have, who have the lifestyle you instinctively yearn to have. We're very instinctive creatures in that way. We have a strong instinct to imitate. So... Who are you looking up to, hanging around, listening to? Now, my life is not grand right now. I am very focused on the things that repeat every day. But what made me stick to the anxiety project was my mindset, the developing mindset. I understood that if I just stuck to something, I would naturally get better at it. That would inevitably be the case because I already knew that if I stuck to meditation or stuck to a very minimalistic lifestyle or stuck to constant exposure to my mentors, that I would just grow. That's what would happen. And I knew that if I stuck to the podcast, the podcast would naturally grow. I was only getting 5, 10, 15 views when I started this podcast, but that didn't deter me 
it would have deterred the older Brad. But the new Brad understood that, hey, if I stuck to this a year from now, God knows how it would be. I would be a better speaker. I would help that one person out of the five. If that was the case, that was success for me. This was a battle between me and my older self. I wanted to do the podcast for me because that gave me a reason to continue on this recovery path. Hey, if I could help that one person, that was success. And I need to help that one person the next week I do the podcast, so I better do my research on more of this anxiety, or I better stick to my disciplines because I couldn't do this show. I couldn't be a coach without me doing the work behind the scenes. I would just be a phony. I would just be this false idol. You would know if I was faking all of this. You would naturally know. But the thing is, I'm doing the work and I have to show up as my authentic self for you. And you can see on my YouTube channel, the beginning video that I did and I was in my car and I had this red and green shirt that you see on the cover of the podcast and I was very emotional because I was showing up with all of my vulnerabilities, all of my faults to you, hoping that you would benefit from that, hoping that you could take some of that information and then improve your life with that information. Then I would get comments about how the show is helping them with their anxiety. People from my old high school would reach out to me and say, hey, Brad, I heard your podcast. I love how honest you are. And that makes me want to be honest with you. And then they would go on about how anxiety is ruining their life and how it's keeping them inside of this cage. And I thought, wow, my life is getting better from doing this show and pursuing this path. Everything around me is improving. I'm starting to manifest the things that I never thought I could manifest just by doing those small wins, just by sticking to something, even though I just didn't want to stick to it at first. But then when you start to see the benefits, you start to notice, hey, this there's something to this. And that will drive you forward but you also want to attach a lot of pain to not changing and then daydream spend that time daydreaming about what life could be like if things got better for you and have that mentor as a guide to help you stay on the path and that's where i'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode thank you for your comments questions and for being here with me today, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode.
Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.